It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, we appreciate our presenting sponsor. Uh, it is Central National Bank for everything they do. Brian Fonville, the, uh, and a location in Austin, by the way. In fact, uh, when Chip Brown picks up those big checks, um, and it would be great to go over to that location at Central National Bank over on 6th Street. Very convenient for you, Chip, and would love to have you stop by. The Nesbitt family would appreciate that. Chip, it's, uh, I always love calling you this week. I know it's probably your, one of your busiest weeks of the year, but I love it when you point it toward Dallas and you head that way. And there's always, I mean, people are always wanting to hang with you all weekend. So, Chip, means a lot to me. You would find time for us. Mosley, for you, no problem, my man. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, I still probably, one of these days, you come into town, I may need to take you out for a steak because uh, I think I still owe you for one of those Bob steak and chops with that caramelized <laughs> carrot. That's, uh, you know, that's the best place, though, that weekend if you want to see like Switzer or somebody like that, if, if you go to Bob, now it may have changed. It could be Nick and Sam's for all I know because I haven't really been in there with you lately. I mean, one of those nights, I swear, I think Kirk Herbstreet might have joined our little entourage. I mean, that was quite a little oh, group yeah. that we had running around that night. Fitzsimmons might have been with us. Um, but now, Jerry who is Jones, the, remember? Oh, at, <laughs> at the Ritz-Carlton bar. I don't know exactly what Jerry was up to over there at the, at the Ritz Carlton, but it was fun to see him that night. Um, now, is do you have you gotten some good time with Switzer over the years? I would have to think with you having uh, covered the Cowboys and then covered this great rivalry for so long, you've probably spent a little time with with uh, Barry Switzer. Uh, have you uh, have you had some any fun moments with Barry over the years? I mean. I love Barry Switzer. He is, he is, he's got some of the best stories of all time. And he's, he's the one who told me the one who usually wins this Red River game is the one with the best quarterback, the team with the best quarterback, unless you got a player like Billy Sims. And we'll see if, if Texas has a player like Billy Sims and Bijan Robinson. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Isn't it that Bijan thing is interesting? Thirty-seven touches, thirty-five carries in that game. The interesting comments from Gary. Gary's always one. To, he might throw a snide remark after a game like that. Um, do you, I mean, does Sark does Sark bite it all on that this week, or or does Sark? Do you think? Does he, was his reaction like maybe we shouldn't give the guy that many touches? Obviously, it works <laughs> tremendously. What What is kind of Sark's reaction to that? Yeah, Sark said, we, you know, our coaching staff, we have a good handle on what, you know, what players, um, you know, what they can handle. And so he, he brushed it off. Okay, okay, kind of brushed it off. Uh, we used to worry about certain players You just in the NFL. Oh, is this guy getting too many carries? Seemed like Emmett got uh, got enough carries over there. I mean, it seemed like he held up pretty well. Uh, we've seen other guys, Joe Morris famously, Parcells still feels guilty about wearing him down. Now, you talked about those quarterbacks. I mean, 
Isn't it weird that you could almost make a case right now that Casey Thompson, not picked to be the starter, is playing better than Rattler, a guy a lot of people thought was going to win the Heisman? Am I going too far in saying that? Yeah, because I think OU's problems have been on their offensive line, and it's 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 kept them from being able to run the ball. Uh, as effectively as they'd like, and that in turn has limited the RPO and play-action passing game of Lincoln Riley. And so, you know, defenses aren't respecting the play-action, so they can't do it. And that's a huge part of Lincoln Riley's offense. So I think some of that is not really Spencer Rattler's fault. And... I mean, he's completing 76% of his passes. I understand, you know, OU fans are a little upset that maybe he's put the ball in some dangerous places and whatnot. But, you know, OU kind of changed the way they they went to much more of a zone running scheme last week against K-State, got away from their their base play, the the counter tray. And we'll see if that was just a – a weekly adjustment or or a sea change to help this team, this OU team, run the ball better. Yeah, I, I think all of it's fascinating. And, um, and and speaking of running, you remember some of those matchups when you were uh, we were young Dallas Morning News writers. There was one of those I went to when those running backs literally, like you said, it wasn't Billy. It was it was neither team was that great. Might have even been during John Blake. And they, I, it might have been James Allen or somebody like that. And they yeah. turned both both backs loose. And it was literally like a yeah. – it was instead of the, 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 the deep passes like you might see in a game, it was guys running for 60- and 70-yard chunk plays. And I'm trying to think who Texas. It wouldn't have been had not, but it was somebody of that ilk. Um, and it was like James Allen for OU and whoever Texas had. My goodness. You remember what I'm talking about? They just ran up. Each back had like 240 yards in that game. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't know if, if Ricky, I don't know, was now might have been. Could have been right before Ricky. Could have been, it could have been like with Ricky, yeah. before Ricky was a could've, freshman could've or been, whatever. Could have been Priest Holmes or. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, 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 but it yeah. Was, that was actually when I was covering the Cowboys. I know what game you're talking about. Yeah, both backs had 200 yards rushing. Yeah, and it, yeah. it there was no there was no defense played. But yeah, I mean this is a game <laughs> where you can make a name for yourself and and be remembered in history. Now, did you ever uh, before you covered your first game in this rivalry? Did you did you ever get to uh, Chip uh, experience it as a fan? Uh, like, uh, did you ever get to just sit out there or was like your first time to, to go to this game? Were you actually up in the press box? Yeah. So, I mean, I watched it as a kid, you know, when Earl had the tearaway Jersey, I thought that was hilarious that Earl Campbell <laughs> would be allowed to wear a tearaway Jersey. That's like putting a, a, you know, piece of Kleenex on, on a bulldozer and expecting it to hold. But, um, the first time I, I went to the game was when I covered it, and it's. I would tell anyone who's listening, whether you like Texas or Oklahoma or you hate them, you should still go to this game because 
the way they divide the fan bases at the 50-yard line makes it this incredibly unique experience to where the sound is deafening until one team takes a clear and decisive advantage over the other, uh, and the other fan base sort of taps out. But at least early in the game, that sound is its kind of mystifying to the players because it doesn't matter if they do something good or they do something bad, that sound is still there, and it's just so foreign to players because typically they're either at home or they're on the road, and they know what to expect from the sound. And this just messes with people. Everything gets magnified. I think it even has an impact on how long the streaks go in this series. Because if you get on the wrong side of that sound and that momentum, there's a real, uh uh-oh, here we go again factor that that plays a part of this game. Aside from the fact that you've got 100,000 in the Cotton Bowl and 200,000 people milling around at the state fair. It's just an unbelievable, I, I think it's the best game day atmosphere in sports. Yeah. I can't, uh, years ago, um, someone from Kaufman who shall remain nameless from my hometown may have gotten us in there chip on when I was a kid on some concessionaire type buttons and um, <laughs> may have ended up sitting next to Fred Aker's wife and Danny Aker's. One of the things is if you get in wearing like a, I don't know what we're supposed to be selling, like hot dogs or cotton candy. I forget exactly. My dad always remembers this. But you probably should just kind of mill around and not make a – not. but, of course, the, the, the guys from Kaufman, we, we put ourselves right at the 50. With, uh, and, and at the time, Danny Akers was like a, a redshirt quarterback or something like that for the team. But uh, there, was, there were the Mosleys <laughs> getting in on their, their concession buttons. Um, by the way, do you think those uh, – isn't that interesting that the, the Longhorns wanted Urban Meyer so badly? And honestly, may even would still take him to this day. But, but, but that it has to be a weird feeling to – kind of like with Saban, to, to, to desperately want somebody and then to see something like this play out. I mean, first of all, it, it is kind of mystifying that a guy of, that's this much of a public figure would put himself in this situation – but it also has to be a little weird for the Longhorns, who so desperately, Chip, wanted this guy not more than three, four, or five months ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, the consensus around the halls of UT this week was bullet dodged. And, you know, <laughs> they, they don't need any more of that kind of, that kind of drama, you know, from the football coach's office. They need, they need a guy who's, just dialed in and as relentless as as Nick Saban. I don't know if Steve Sarkeesian is that, but that's what Texas needs. Are there any places a coach could get in trouble in Austin? Well, don't answer that. I think we I'm, I think we may know the answer. Huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's it's some kind just of place. Yeah, yeah. Always good though to get you back. To where you cut your teeth in journalism and and where you had some of your your best moments at the Dallas Morning News is good to get you back in the Dallas Fort Worth area, even just for one weekend. And um, do you have a favorite old haunt? Uh, I'm not talking about a steakhouse. Like, is there a favorite old? Is there a favorite bar in the Dallas Fort Worth area or a restaurant 
where you're like, man, I got to get back to this place? I mean, I love Greenville Avenue. Milo Butterfingers right near the SMU campus. Oh, yeah. I shot a game of pool with Tom Cruise there when he was filming Born on the Fourth of July. That always holds a, a near and dear place in my heart. Yeah, I think as a high school kid, I thought that movie was going to be like a patriotic type. You know, I took a date to it, and it didn't work out uh, for me, Chip. <laughs> that, that was a, a more serious movie than I had really prepared on it being. But, uh, all right. Well, Chip, th- hey, thank you, buddy. Uh, and uh, always love it when this thing happens. I, I don't know if you'll be mad at me or proud of me for this. I have tickets to Texas OU, but I'm opting to be at Baylor, West Virginia, because I am a true, I am a true fan, and I am, I do have duties on the pregame show, so I will be on the air at 7 a.m. Saturday instead of attending Texas OU. So, I, again, I think you, well, part of you admires that about me. Hey, you, you are. Uh... You are accountable to your responsibilities, Mosley. Every boss appreciates that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if every boss has appreciated me, but Chip, you and I have both, we've both made it despite all our issues with bosses. Thank you, sir. Have a great time, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, you too, Mosley. There he goes, Chip Brown, um, who uh, does a really nice job, Horns 24 7. And uh, any Horns fan or audience, he's the guy. He 